Hello and welcome to the Social Living Podcast. We are back again, episode 13. Um, yeah, man, I'm your co-host, Julian Green, and my other co-host, Jamal Lawrence, man. Jam, how are you doing? I'm good, man. Got a bit of a cold, so I might sound a bit bunged up on this episode, but yeah, not doing too bad, not doing too bad. 25th birthday tomorrow, so yeah, just, just chilling and... Just waiting, waiting for the big day. Yeah, man. 25, man. Big big things. Big things. You have to put childish things behind you, they say. I know, man. Five five years until 30. Crazy. I, you shouldn't... I, should, I, I wouldn't look at life that way. <laughs> Don't wish your life away. Five years till no, 30. I'm not, I'm, no, no, I'm definitely not wishing my life away. <laughs> I'm definitely not wishing my life away. It's just... Yeah, mid-20s mid now. It's, just, it's scary. I don't know where the last five years have gone. But um, yeah, no, I'm I'm good though. I'm good. How are you? How are you? How are you doing? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm well. Like um, I'm probably gonna say this every week. I just need to put more and more pressure on myself to deliver more results, and um, I'm trying to do that, man. I'm trying to get out of my comfort zone. I feel right now I'm very much in comfort zone territory, and it's quite scary. Um, mm. so I'm trying to trying to get out of my comfort zone and and do different things. So um. Yeah, man, I'm working on that. But overall, good week, man. Loads of birthday this month. It's just, it's like Libra, Scorpio season. It's just, yeah, it's just mental. Every weekend, I feel like every weekend <laughs> I'm doing something or sending someone money like this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. A lot of birthdays, a lot of birthdays. Literally, and Scorpio season. Do you, do you actually quick one off the cuff? Um, do you believe in Scorpio? Like Scorpio, not Scorpio. Sorry, star signs. Star signs. Not no, I'm not not religiously. Like um, I I check them up on occasion if I think something spiritual's going on. Um, okay. But yeah, not 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 religiously. What about you? I know your mum's quite into it. Yeah, mum is. Yeah. Mm. Um. Yeah, no, You know what? I I I am. You know, I I'm not gonna say religiously. I'm not religiously like yo horoscopes and da da da, but. I I keep a lot of Libras and a lot of Scorpios around me, and that doesn't seem to be a coincidence. It's just it's just how it is, and I get on mm. with those types of people the most. Uh, and that's where it made me kind of like follow it a little bit more, just because of that. If you know what I mean, just like it's too much of a coincidence. Like, yeah, I wasn't yeah. into it, and then everyone that I'm probably closest with are Scorpios or Libras. Um, and then I was like, "Oh, is that that's the thing?" So, but normally when I meet another Libra, it's just it's just cool. I don't know why. Yeah, instant <laughs> so, instant connection. Yeah, it's like an instant connection, and it also feels like a bit of like an understanding. Um, and then yeah, there's definitely certain star signs. I'm like, "Yo, stay away from me." Um, yeah. I don't know why, but yeah, I, I would say yeah, I'm a little bit, a little bit. Um, I probably don't believe in like horoscopes and stuff like that but just like how maybe a star sign might make up someone's personality or mm-hmm. just their aura or something like that yeah I feel like yeah I take a hint of that for sure for sure for sure for sure but um we've got a big topic today man we've been we've been big planning one. this one for a while um yeah like October over here in the UK um and October normally means one thing for every black person um which is it's black history month i know in the u.s they might have it i think they have it in february over there um but over here in london it's it's every october and um i think definitely growing up it was definitely more so just a just a black thing but now i think especially with what happened last year uh with the whole george floyd situation i think that um a lot of more companies and brands have kind of taken uh, taken it upon themselves to really push something for for uh, for Black Black History Month. So this mm. this episode is entitled "Why Is Black History Important?" Um, and then it it kind of leads on to other sub questions as well. Like, you know, uh, does for example, Jam does does Black History mean anything to you do you think that we should have a month do you think there should be an awareness piece around it 
Oh, definitely. Like I think with with everything, you you kind of need something. You need you need a topic. You need a talking point. You need a reason to talk about these things. And I know people will say, yeah, but you, we can celebrate Black culture throughout the year. But sometimes you do need that specific day to to celebrate or that specific month to celebrate just to to keep it fresh, to keep it current. And yeah, to just come back to your question, it is that's definitely important. It's something we've, especially in the UK and and in the US and places that have adopted Black culture and kind of created their own subcultures within within the countries. We need to kind of kind of pay pay homage to it and 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 give back in some sort of way. <clears throat> Whether that's through like campaigns, food, music highlighting your like maybe it's your black staff that you have your that you work with like there's there's got to be ways to kind of to pinpoint those the, the talent people have especially within businesses um but yeah it's the, the importance is definitely there and it's, it's yeah. kind of just keeping that that momentum going like we saw we saw we saw the shit I, I call it the shift i feel like the the the, the topic's always been there and it's always been within people's minds but when the george floyd situation happened last year it was kind of brought to the, the forefront of people's minds and we kind of sh- sh- saw a shift in terms of how brands kind of adopt these moments that happens and normally they would have kind of stayed clear of them but now like the pressures on brands they, they brand is more than just what they sell now it's what they stand for and if you're not standing for like these relevant topics you can be disregarded so so quickly so yeah it's, it's important throughout man it's important for us, and yeah, we'll. Sorry, God. I was gonna say I agree with you. Like, just echo everything you just said. I think it is really, it is really important that we. I think the key word here is to celebrate, like, um, things that I guess black culture has brought together, and and also it's another way to kind of evangelize, I guess evangelize that black history is also just history as well mm-hmm. and um sometimes i think that gets lost you know because some people might feel like well why are we se- why are we just segregating black history and it's just about you know blacks like what about everything else and really and truly like black history doesn't normally get spoken about outside of the awareness month sometimes and Sometimes it, I think other races might not be aware of certain things, and you you, you get it. This kind of goes back to black trauma a little bit. I think when people think of yeah. black history, I think outside of our, our own race, I think other races look at it as 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 trauma, and that's what kind of gets taught to us sometimes is the trauma that the race has you know been through. And I think that this is the time to actually celebrate the the wins as opposed to Definitely. The, you know what I mean. So that's all um, we're taught. That, like growing up, that's that is literally all we're taught is is, is black trauma. Like, yeah, as young black 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 kids growing up, we're just told that our history is is full of negativity and struggle. <laughs> Yeah, but we need yeah. to yeah, we need to start highlight, highlighting the positives and, and 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 the history we have that is positive, and it's yeah, like there's one hundred percent we're we're more than slavery like it's, it's just highlighting that. Yeah, it's highlighting that we are more than slavery, and um, like you can say, slavery is like a, a blip in the history. Like that's like history goes on from the beginning of time, and mm. you know there is a history before slavery as well, and I think that. Some people are not aware of that, and the way that is taught to a lot of cultures is almost as if like it doesn't really exist, as if like we were just like cavemen or something. And um, yeah. it, it definitely isn't that, and and we know that, and that needs to be taught. Like uh, the fact that you know even black people were here in England before slavery, um, and they've even. <laughs> I, I I remember seeing like things on the BBC over the last couple of years where they were able to like um, use technology to kind of recreate the face of one of the Tudors or during the people during the Tudor times and a lot of them were black as well. And um, oh, really, yeah, yeah, yeah. So again, 
that you can look that one up on um on on the internet for sure just type in black tudors in the uk and you'll you'll be surprised and again that's something that i was never taught in the uk like never taught <laughs> during um yeah. my younger years or anything like that so it's yeah like it's it's definitely important to evangelize that and those things because i think that suddenly might change the perception of black people overall not completely i just think it's a it's a it's a it's, a, it's a, like a component that might help um change the perception of black people you know so um yeah no i'm happy we have like a black history month uh, as much as I do want it to be um, just part of normal history as, it, as opposed to it just being just one month, I feel like, yeah, this probably needs to be in the curriculum. Even if it's not in a national school curriculum, it is something that can be taught, you know, as an extracurricular activity, whether it's in Saturday schools and things like that. I feel like it's really important, especially if you are someone who is Black or, is, you know, has Black, black ethnicity within them um it, to be fair it, it should be for everyone really but i think the more if you are black or, or from black origin or just part of the dia diaspora i should say um i think that you should definitely want to kind of go back to your roots a little bit and just learn a little bit of history and then you might things might just become a little bit clearer for you you might not feel as lost or you know you might be feel a little bit more you might find yourself there you know so that's um, definitely that's definitely true. Like I'm still waiting to go back to Jamaica because of that. I feel like mm. I come back, I come back a new man. Just, just to be connected, yeah, to be connected to where I'm from, seeing family, seeing where my grandparents grew up. It's that, it's that aspect. A lot of people that have have emigrated over to these countries, like the UK and the US, they're they're missing that connection. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I definitely definitely recommend it because I know you've been back a few times, and but it's definitely something I'm missing. Yeah, for sure, man. And when you get back to Jamaica, like you, you know what? Like for me, the first time I went back, it was just like, um, you know, it's like the air's different. It was like, mm. oh my my, you know, I felt like my hair was different. Like my hair was, it was like it was um, it was you. It needed this type of climate. Like mm. I felt like my hair was growing faster. I felt like my skin was glowing, you know. Um, mm. It's like these different things. Um, but again, that 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 might just be what's in my head because I'm there. But at the same time, it's still how I, it was exactly how I felt. Um, yeah. yeah, like definitely try to make it a priority when you can. Obviously, the situation with COVID right now it is. Um, is definitely attacking places like Jamaica hard, you know. Um, but yeah, I think it's really important to kind of go back to your roots and and try and find out, especially when your grandparents are here. I think we take that for granted sometimes, you know. We have to look back, um, talk to our grandparents, ask them what, what was life like for them. Because um, obviously we share the same grandmother and, well, we share the, we share the same grandparents, sorry. And... Um, mm we know that our view of like maybe Jamaica black history is very different to like their view, you know, um, it's very, very different to maybe how we might see this country as opposed to where they see this country. Do you know what I mean? But they didn't do schooling here. They didn't do, they didn't grow up in a system here and it's very different. You know, obviously they came here for work. They're part of that generation and, um, to build a better life for us so the country for them is the most amazing thing ever where we might see um, it from a different angle not to say that this country is not amazing it is is um, really well developed gives you loads it provides mm. you with different opportunities and things like that but there you know I might not receive the racism I will definitely not receive the racism that I would have experienced in this country in my own country, you know what I mean? I would not definitely, have had to definitely. maybe summon myself down a little bit. I don't know, you might feel mm -hmm. this, but where, you know, um, you could probably feel like you could be 100% yourself in yeah. Jamaica, but if you were in this country, you might feel like, you know what, maybe I can't have my hair like this just because I don't want people yeah, touching yeah, yeah. Or I don't want to talk in a certain way just in case I get perceived as aggressive or, do you know what I mean? So 100%, 100%. These, these are all different things, I think, that 
um, some black people, I'm not going to talk for everybody, that they might just uh, feel, you know, on a on a weekly basis, you know. Um, mm -hmm. Our parents as well that testify to like, you know, one minute they can switch up just a poshest English accent next minute. Yeah. Is, you know what I mean? Patois. I've seen it growing um, up, yeah. In the houses, <laughs> yeah, it's different. The phone voice, I, I like to call it. Yeah, the phone voice. And you know what? It's something that the next generation after, I feel like they perfected as well. It's something you're just taught where you, you like, if you're not, if you're not a Caribbean immigrant, African immigrant, it might be not, it might not be something that you can actually, un you might not understand why someone has to do that. But, when you're part of this culture, you feel like you have to, you know, you're going to get scrutinized if you had an accent. So you're not going to talk in that way. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, um, and then it kind of gets passed down to us. And it, yeah. it, 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 I don't know, I don't want to say it's not part of us. It is part of us, but then it's kind yeah. of not, you know what I mean? It's like a, it's a battle between your history and culture and where you are now. Mm -hmm. you know? mm -hmm. yeah. It's a hard one, man. It's definitely a hard one, but um, definitely, yeah, man. definitely. I think we should um, take a look at some of the activity that we've seen this month um, from some of the brands that we, I guess, we follow and stuff, um, and have a look at their some of their some of their activity that they've been doing around so um, around Black History Month. I don't mind starting off. Yeah, with you, so. yeah, yeah. Kick off, kick off. We can dive into it. So recently, uh, I, I like been watching a lot of football and whatnot, and Sky Sports they came out with like a a series of um like it's just called heroes where they ask like a few a handful of like different black footballers and they ask them who their great sporting heroes were and i thought oh wow it's amazing because it actually gives like these players a platform to be able to really discuss some of their true like influences and heroes and obviously they're them being black, not saying that their only heroes are, are only black, but they're going to have black heroes. So, like, um, Bukayo Saka, he talks about mm -hmm. uh, the influence that Thierry Henry had, you know, whilst he was at Arsenal. And also, he was a coach. He was he was coaching um, Bukayo Saka at the same time um, at Arsenal. And uh, it's like, you know, that's, that's, that's a big part of black history for Bukayo Saka, you know? Yeah, um, but these parts are definitely uh, worth celebrating. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, what what would the Premier League be without black players? <laughs> like, it, 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 that alone is, is worth celebrating. And it makes you kind of question, obviously you question the racism and stuff like that anyway, but it, it just it, it brings that to the forefront because these players have been playing for the, these teams throughout the years and... It's it is that that undertone that undertone of racism is still there even though they fact that the, one of their favorite players might have been black, for example Drogba at Chelsea yeah. and and that the, the kind of racist undertone Chelsea fans mm. have had along the years like stuff like that that mm. that becomes so questionable. But yeah, to go yeah. back to go back to your point, I've I kind of digressed there. No, it's alright, man. Um, what you're saying is a hundred percent facts and um. I, I feel like it's what, what Sky Sports created right there is just a good platform for black players to be able to just highlight their black heroes. Um, like Paul Pogba did his one. He spoke about uh, Muhammad Ali, um, with Paul Pogba being Muslim uh, and Muhammad Ali, Muhammad Ali being Muslim and having to change his name and um, things like that and all the trials and tribulations that Muhammad Ali went through. He was like, hands down, no doubt, the biggest, the best, you know, boxer kind of in history. And and it wasn't just for the fact that he could box, it was also what he stood for as a man and everything that he went through. Um, he spoke about, you know, political issues that was going on, the the kind of hate towards black people in America at the time, and that the amount of hatred he was getting from just changing his name from Clashes Clay, uh, Clashes Clay to Muhammad Ali. It was like such a big deal at the time, and um, like it was good to see because you know I wouldn't think that might not I didn't think that might resonate with people outside or like, people who speak English. You know, they don't speak English or grew up in a yeah. different country. Like obviously with Muhammad Ali, United States, uh, England, they all speak English. And you thought, okay, cool, but obviously that might be my ignorance. 
to think that, you know, people in France or even in Africa who might not speak English at all, they also resonate with Muhammad Ali as well. Mm. But again, the message, it was good, the message good, is good strong. to see. Mm. Yeah, the message is, is super powerful. Um, there's people like Calvert Lewin from Everton. Um, and his he, he spoke about his dad. His dad was his hero. And that, that again, is so powerful as well because um, it also puts like black dads in a positive light as well, like with him and his dad and dad being there and taking him to games and um, always kind of like encouraging him and him being like the proudest person when Calvert-Lewin um, made his debut for England and things like that. Like, it, I feel like what Sky Sports did and just raising that platform, I thought that was like so important. And I think they yeah, did it in the, in, the, in the right way. That's definitely needed. Like that, that black dad narrative is is one that a lot of the the black cultures are finding it hard to kind of shrug off. That stereotype mm. that the black dad's not around and 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 so on. Like so, for, for Calvert Lewin to kind of highlight and Sky to highlight that is so important. Yeah, it's big, big. So yeah, man, big up Sky Sports for that one. If you haven't checked that out. Um, I might put it up as actually uh, a recommended watch on YouTube. If you listen to this on YouTube, you'll be able to um, yeah, just click on the the video at the end on the end card, and you'll be able to have a look at some of Sky Sports uh, their hero series. So yeah, man. But what 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 else um have you noticed uh, throughout the month? Oh, you caught me at a wrong time. I you might have uh, to jump in quick and do and do yours. What what I saw um, was Sainsbury's. You know what? I walked into Sainsbury's the other day. So Sainsbury's is a a big chain of supermarkets that you have um, over here in the UK, and um, they had a lot of like red. Uh, I think it's like red, gold, and green colors. So like the colors of like a lot of African flags. Um, the like Rastafari colors and a lot of like Caribbean countries they have um at least two of those three colors uh red gold or green um I think it's like the green was representing the land the red representing the blood and the gold uh for the I think the gold <laughs> I guess it is and um yeah I I, I saw that around and. I didn't really see anything, you know. But then as I was walking down some of the aisles, I realised that, oh, wow, they've got, like, certain aisles that are kind of dedicated to um, Afro-Caribbean foods. There's a lot of foods being uh, put up. Um, uh, like, you know, I don't, I don't want to be stereotypical, like things like jerk chicken and, and jerk sauces mm. and stuff like that. But there's a whole wide variety of different types of seasoning, different types of recipes and dishes that you can make. Um, and it just was, you know, at the forefront, and I, I thought that was quite good. They also do the same thing for like when it comes up to like Diwali or Eid and yeah, things like that. Shout out to Sainsbury's because yeah, they're always all over it. Yeah, man, they kill it. Like, well, yeah, especially my local Sainsbury's. I guess where we live is very multicultural. So, like, if you lived in a place like I don't know Staffordshire or something, I don't know if it's that diverse, but. In London is very diverse, and the the food uh, that they have available is it kind of hits every culture, and they they are very much on point when it comes to every culture occasion um, mm-hmm. throughout the year. So yeah, big shout out to Sainsbury's. But um, not only that, they also worked with like uh, so I checked out online and I saw that they were working with like a a, a poet to kind of help um, bring like a campaign in terms of what what black history means for them and I thought um that was very very powerful in itself so they have like a a nice piece on on their on their website um just talking about what black history means for them why they're celebrating it and um you know just kind of bringing in like I guess their perception of black history month but then also talking about how they're trying to improve like African and Caribbean like product offering and just trying to celebrate mm-hmm. food kind of all over you know like the fact that Sainsbury sells like ackee and saltfish I feel that's such a big jump because if when like our grandparents came to this country Sainsbury's would not have had ackee and saltfish or jackfruit yeah. you, do you know what I mean yeah. or that you know what I mean we have to go to like 
our own black owned shops or any Indian shops that have kind of like similar, you know, similar, I guess, seasoning or food types, you know, but the fact yeah. that now it's like readily available and other cultures can also tap into it, I think that's amazing. So they, they bring to the forefront food. And then also outside of that, they're talking about supporting some of their colleagues as well. So supporting their black colleagues and what their black colleagues want for black history. So that could be exploring black owned businesses, allowing more black owned businesses to be represented within Sainsbury's, you know, black owned sources, black owned um, seasoning and, you know, whatever it might be, black owned hair products. You know, this is a supermarket we're talking about. They have of such a huge variety of different products so um the fact that you know same breeze have kind of made it a thing to try and support black people so black businesses celebrate black hair just celebrating the black community i just think it's a it's a it's a great deal so um yeah yeah i think it's also an important move to hear that they they've listened to their colleagues as well listening to their black colleagues sometimes that can be that can be missed I know a lot of companies will have a diversity team, which will be mainly white people just because of who works there. And yeah. they kind of don't, they might not bring their, their black colleagues in when it comes to, to these type of topics. So yeah. listening to your staff and allowing them to have a say on, on, on the topics they feel passionate about will come through in the work they do. So it, like, it's no surprise that Sainsbury's have kind of aced what they're doing because they've got, they've got that team behind them that can lead the way. 100%. And for me as well, like, especially in London, I, I can't talk about outside of London, but like, it's so diverse. Like, it's so, like, they say we just seem to be very diverse. On a, on a, I guess, not so much maybe on a senior level, I don't know, I'm not sure, but people that's on the ground, it's definitely very diverse. And a lot mm. of people I know, Sainbury's gave them their first job, you know, so, um, yeah. Yeah, like big shout out to Sainsbury's and what they're doing is it's a good look. Uh, they, I feel like this campaign's worked well, um, and they, they've chosen the right. I think they've just gone it about it in the right way, you know. Definitely, definitely. So yeah, man. go on, your turn. <laughs> cool. Yeah, I had a little blip. Um, yeah, Elias just woke up, so oh, <laughs> yeah, parenthood. But yeah, we're back. We're back <laughs> at it. We're back at it. So yeah, my what else? so one on my list, I was doing some research today, actually just having a look around. And first place I looked was music and seeing how music music culture is massive over here in the UK as it is in the in the US and we take a lot from the culture. Like the UK take a lot from the culture in terms of music. And you have the likes of BBC who have created BBC One Extra because of black culture. We have Capital who create Capital Extra because of black culture. It's always interesting to see what those type of radio stations do to celebrate Black History Month. So I was looking at Capital Extra and they've they've done mini series throughout throughout the month around so it's video series with artists when they've interviewed when they're interviewing actors or actresses, just asking them what their their black inspirations are. So it's good to get just to get insight off of like people within the culture that have credibility just to hear like kind of, kind of similar to the Sky Sports situation, similar concept, just to get their their take on on who who inspired them and who kind of helped them get them to where they are, um, yeah. which is always good to see. And another 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 like side note to what they're do, doing there was that they got a Carla to come and speak about Black history and kind of educate listeners about Black history, which I think is massively important because that education piece is often missed that celebrating the culture is great but something we also have a responsibility to educate people and kind of change that perception as we said before so getting people that are credible that are like unapologetically black who Akala is like, like I, I, I couldn't think of a better person to pick like if you want to sit someone as relevant and is as knowledgeable as Akala I don't think you could pick anyone else Akala is like the right choice and if they definitely yeah, got that spot on there you have to give Akala his flowers as well, man. He's such an activist, like he's such a like really well spoken person as well, really highly respected as well. And um again, if you don't know who Akala is, if you're like from overseas or whatever, I'm not sure if he if he's known like across the waters, but he you know, definitely go out and check out his some of his content. Um, some of his speeches he's done at like Oxford and Cambridge and 
um, some he's got some big interviews that he's done as well. And even like um, debates, I've seen him, you know, do political debates and taking down like the EDL, which is like the English. Yeah, defense. I've seen him. Yeah, I've seen him shut down some guys like, by himself <laughs> as well. Like, yeah, it's so it's so good to see. It's such a good look. And, and like, I just like the fact that he does it. He does it in a, a very intelligent and in, uh, intellectual yeah. way. I think that's it. I mm. think that's amazing. Yeah, but yeah, again, yeah, flowers to Akala. But yeah, it was good, just good from Capital Extra for choosing him and allowing him to 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 voice um his knowledge towards the listeners. Mm. But um, yeah. yeah, okay, I can I go on to my next one just so so I can catch up on it. We're two up. So yeah. again, I was I was kind of I was kind of I was scrolling from my own Instagram, and I follow a chef called Miss Joyce, who is a I call her a celebrity. Um, celebrity chef she does a lot of influencer work as well and she was invited down to Disney and Monzo to do a cook along with their at their UK head offices which is again um, it was good to see it wasn't publicised by Disney but Monzo tweeted about it um, okay. but that, it's a different approach compared to the rest of the brands we've we spoke about because a lot of the brands have gone out with outward um, messages so external communications around Black History Month, but we mm-hmm. kind of don't know what goes on behind closed doors. So it's good mm-hmm. to kind of see the Miss Joyce talk about that and do like behind the scenes of the the, the um the cook along at these at these massive corporations. Um because yeah sometimes you, you, you kind of miss what goes on behind the scenes and it's you might on the outside looking in it might look like they're not celebrating black culture for Black History Month yeah. but within the business it's it's definitely being celebrated. Which is yeah. which is kind of a similar approach that we've we've taken at Superdry. Um, we didn't feel comfortable to talk about Black History externally, so a lot of the celebration educational pieces have been internal comms, which is it's still as important because we kind of you sometimes it's I feel like pressure is on brands at the moment to have something to say and to to enter the conversation with a campaign or, or jump on something in some way. But sometimes you kind of have to sit back and say, maybe we're not the right brand to, to jump on this right now. We've not kind of got our eggs in a row in terms of diversity within the company, but we've acknowledged that we're working on it and we want to show what we're working on externally, internally, sorry, and and kind of kind of celebrate it that way. So yeah, big big props to Monzo and Disney because they've they've celebrated it in a different way and they've not been allowed boisterous it's not been allowed and boisterous campaign but it's still it's still equally as effective yeah because i think there's a lot of pressure if you are going to do it externally i think there's a lot of pressure on getting that right um being as sensitive as you can um because you know i don't want to like highlight any like businesses that are doing it wrong but there are definitely businesses out there that might just use a, a tag or like create a little logo or design to say okay yeah black history celebrating black history month or something like that mm-hmm. and there's nothing behind yeah. it there's no mm-hmm. diversity in their workplace it's just something that they feel like they might be ticking a box um definitely and they, might, they might say they're donating to a certain cause and things like that and like i'm not saying don't donate to these causes but you've got to make sure that you know who you're donating to and what, like yeah, you got to vet some of these um, mm-hmm. whether it's GoFundMe pages or organisations because a lot of these people just pocket it just because they're opportunists opportunists and they mm-hmm. just know that you know what we're going to um, we're going to make the most out of this right now uh, and right now this is a talking topic and we're going to put out our you know charity link or whatever it is and we're going to Okay, all of this is going to go to me. So we have to basically ensure that you know we are having the right the right conversations. And if your if your company's not ready to kind of go out and say something, you don't feel educated enough. You don't have enough black colleagues or a diversity enough, or not you're not diverse enough to be able to articulate something in a, in the right way. Definitely just try and do it internally and try and just maybe just educate yourself. On that first, I don't think I personally don't think every brand really needs to go out there and say, "Look, it's Black History Month. This is what we're doing." Unless you can mm-hmm. get it right, 
And um, yeah, I think that, yeah, that's great. I was going to ask that question earlier, but we've just kind of answered it before we even asked it. So yeah, like if you are a brand, I don't think, I think you've got to look at it in a, in a way of, you know, at, like, am I really educated enough to be able to do this? So yeah, we've got a couple of questions coming in. I don't know if you're yeah, let's, there. Yeah, let's get, yeah, let's put them. I'll start off with, um, I think it's Cassie X Flames. Um, Cassie K Flames, sorry. So I'll just play that now. Hi, Jules. Hi, Jamal. Um, I just want to say Black History Month is not important at all. In fact, uh, we shouldn't even be celebrating it because at the end of the day, um, you as a black person, it should be Black History every day, not a month, 365 days of the year. Um so that's what i'm saying so it's not important they've just kind of given us this month to kind of appease us like oh yeah uh black history month where's white history month okay yeah it's white history all of the year however do you know what i mean they 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 feel like if they give us black history month they only have to um like teach us shit and celebrate shit on that month so no, I don't agree with Black History Month. I don't celebrate it. Fuck Black History Month. It's Black History, three hundred and sixty. Uh, what do you reckon, Joe? Nah, yeah, yeah. So thank, yeah, thank, yeah. First of all, thanks for the for the, the like the statement there. Like, appreciate it. But I'm I'm kind of I might go against you there. I might go against you there, Cassie. Like, I agree with you when you said. That we need to celebrate Black History throughout the year, which is which is definitely definitely important. Um, but I, I still kind of think we need we need that moment to 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 have that big push and and get people involved. Otherwise, it it can go missed and it might not be celebrated as much. Um, so yeah, it's it's I, I kind of get your point, but yeah, I still I still think that. We also have a responsibility to educate ourselves and not be as reliant to be educated by other people. Because I know you mentioned being taught, taught maybe this this is a month where we're all taught something about Black history, but we kind of have to take the accountability into our own hands and make sure we as Black people can can celebrate Black history throughout the year rather than just one month. You know what? But, yeah, you know, I'm gonna add, I'm gonna add to that one as well because um, yeah, no, I. I Thanks again for the for the comment and the engagement. We really, really appreciate it. Um, and we agree with you in certain aspects. Like we hundred percent think that, you know, Black history is. Like, I'm not going to say it's not, but it definitely is. You know, it's, well, it is part of history. So that is something that's there 365 days a year, and um, especially when you're not living in like a black country. Like it's not just majority, you're a minority here. For us to have an awareness piece and us being a minority, I think that's such a big thing. We need to be able to kind of come together and celebrate this and us come together as one and be able to celebrate not our traumas, you know, our wins. And I think that's really, really, really important. So that kind of the seconds what you were saying, Jam, you know, is like we're gonna take the month. Because um, I would rather have the months and not have anything, and then we can work around it being really entwined with the history that you might have in whatever country that you're in. Because the likelihood is that we've left our motherlands to kind of go to, you know, these other built-up countries for better lives or whatever. And now we're kind of asking them to celebrate us every single day. I don't think that's gonna that's not that's gonna happen anytime soon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you take the mm. month, you take the month and you celebrate, yeah. What more questions? Let's dive into them, man. Yeah, well, so I'll play Chris's now. Chris's first one. Hey guys, uh, I like the topic you guys have. Uh, why is Black History Month important? Um I I my parents come from Panama and I'm a first generation uh American over here. And uh, trust me, if I didn't have like like things on the calendar like Black History Month or Black Friends or all of that, I wouldn't really know about my own heritage and, and how people see me in America. Uh, so Black History Month for me is a marker 
like a, a moment in time um, for me to really explore more of, of who I am. So that's, that's why it's important to me. I love that. I actually love yeah. that. Shout you know out what? to you, Chris. Yeah, shout out to you, Chris, man. Um, I love Panama as well. I haven't been there, but it's on my list. It's on my list to get out to Panama. So yeah, big shout out to you. And um, I got like a story kind of like, so I, I lived in Spain for a year and um, I didn't necessarily experience a lot of racism there, but what I saw was the system that was not helpful for black people there. And I, when I was living in Spain, I was trying to find accommodation. I made it rule of thumb to try and live in a community where there was a lot more black people. And uh, ironically, I ended up kind of living with a lot of people from Dominican Republic uh, in an area where there was a just, like Dominican Republic um, again island in uh, in the Caribbean where the majority speak Spanish and a lot uh, I guess there was a, a big like community of uh, Dominicans in Spain and um, when I was living in Madrid uh, I just got over with them I just realized like you know what like I don't want to say yeah black people around the world are all the same but it just felt like my community, do you know what I mean? But it was just a mm, different language mm. and it felt so good, yeah. And then I uh, fast forward in a couple of years, I'm back in England and whatever, and I met a Dominican and um, you see a lot of Dominicans who kind of move over from, they move from like Dominican Republic to Spain, then they become like, they might be first generation Spanish. And then there was that period where a lot of Spanish people, Italians or whatever, they started moving over to the UK because of the like us being in Europe and things like that, right? Part of being part of the EU. And I met with a Dominican who came fresh from uh Spain and he was telling me about wow, like the black people, the way they live in the UK is nothing like how they live in Spain. And I was like, Yeah, I know, like I get it. Um, but he was like, he he didn't learn about black history until he came to the UK. So where he's learning about like, you know, some of the greats that, like, you know, Muhammad Ali or Martin Luther King, Malcolm X and um, just other kind of big, you know, black figures, dead or alive. That was his connection to being black. Because before that, he knew he was black. But in terms of the way race is spoken about maybe in Latino or Spanish culture, it was very different to how it's like celebrated in like UK culture. And I just thought that was really, really like, powerful because he felt way more he felt more connected just because he had gone backwards a little bit and i think that's just so powerful man. so yeah big shout out to you um what was his name chris big chris, shout out chris, to you. Yeah. i probably yeah, got a couple to more oh hit me hit me hit me yeah so i hit you with the next one in regards to um the accountability count accountability I would have never developed the idea of being able to take accountability for uh, researching if I didn't even know the if I didn't even know the topic existed, and so that's what it's done for me. Like it's it's brought up the topic into my mind and has made a, a checkpoint for me to continue down the, the path of of exploring more of it. So it's it's an important marker to me. It's an important marker for all kids of all generations because that is their introduction. You know what I mean? It's, it's their possible introduction if they didn't have any other types of introduction into finding more about themselves, finding more about their history. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's important for that reason. It's important because it's a checkpoint and it allows people to uh, eventually take accountability and learn more for themselves. So, I, it, hey, I'm just <laughs> preaching how important it is. He's hit the nail on the head there because... Like we said at the beginning of the podcast, we were just like, you know, it's not just for um, other races to kind of learn about black history. It's also for ourselves as well. And if we don't have any kind of awareness around it, like let's say you're black and you like grew up in like a white kind of um, community, you're not, you might, you might not know. And this is exactly what Chris is saying that you might not know that this topic even existed until you do then you can feel a little bit more connected but before that you might not have that connection and black history is another way to reconnect to 
your, your ancestry, your history, current history, you know, things like that. So yeah, super powerful. Mm, and that's yeah, and that's Chris speaking as a as a black man, as a black person, like let alone the other races and other other cultures that aren't that black history doesn't come into their head naturally. So having this month which is which is which is recognized throughout the country, throughout the US in February or March, whenever it is, this helps people enter that headspace like Chris has said and kinda allow them to do their own research because without that they might not it might not enter their head. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Is there is there another question there? Yeah, I'll just play it now. So uh, another thing that uh, I think Black History Month and anything black helps with um, is that especially living in America, uh, a lot of the views and narratives of how a black person is is painted by uh, the victors, <laughs> painted by the European Americans. And so uh, in our TV and our music and all that, um, it, it isn't always the most supportive view towards black folks. And so we take that on. We look at ourselves in the mirror. We have those same narratives in our head. Uh, but just some, like, when, when people start to learn how to love themselves in the mirror, they start to look at other people uh, in that same love. And so that, that, that person can now look at themselves in the mirror with that same love, those same words, those same narratives. And again, um, like Black History Month uh, is, is a marker where we can all reflect and look at ourselves and, and cultivate that love and, and express it out. Yeah, man, he's talking some real facts there. Facts, so, yeah. yeah, real facts. Look at some real facts I like there. The, mm, I like the, 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 the point about looking in the mirror and loving yourself, because especially amongst young black boys, that's not always there. I feel like, especially growing up, young black boys had animosity against other young black boys for no reason at all. It's like there was like hatred there for whatever reason that like, we've grown to maybe hate ourselves as like time has developed. But our parents' generation that was completely different. Like I, my dad would say he'd go, he used to walk the street and say hello to like every any any black man that he came across, any black person he came across. But that's not there within our generation, especially growing up. It's that I don't know what it is, but that animosity was there. So yeah, definitely looking in the mirror and learning to love ourselves is is, is important within a culture, and it's definitely something that our our, our passed down to, to Elias, and I'm sure you will with with Killian as well. But um, yeah, re yeah, really like that point there, Chris. Like, just nailed it on the head. Yeah, and like even to just kind of go a little bit deeper into that as well, because you might want to understand. Oh, why why is that? You know why? Why is it that there is animosity? Like what? What could be causing that? And like what Chris said is, sometimes the narrative of ourselves is not even written by ourselves. You know, it's like it's the way a country can make you feel, the way the country will make other people look at you. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, I see like especially like growing up in London. Um, I'm sure it was the same for you or Jam, but like you knew that like okay, if you're wearing a really nice watch, for example, and like let's say a white person was looking at your watch, you know he's admiring your watch. But then mm -hmm. if a black person was looking at your watch, you might feel oh he's like trying to take my watch or something like do you know what I mean? And definitely, that, definitely. that foundation or that that perception that they have there is so damaging, you know. Because then mm -hmm. now you've got to be able to manoeuvre like, through that, you know? So it's like you're already having a negative perception of your own people. And that's, mm -hmm. that's, that's, that, like, that's never going to yield good things. Do you know what I mean? So Definitely, definitely. We, we, have to, we have to always try and come together, celebrate each other, love ourselves, because we are kind of taught it, to a certain extent, not to love ourselves, you know, whether it's like, like I was saying that earlier in the podcast, like if you're in Jamaica, you rock your hair the way your hair is supposed to be rocked, like the way it's supposed to grow or whatever. But mm -hmm. if you're here, you're in the UK, you need to get a professional job. There's, there's a stigma around maybe how you might have your hair. And then there's also the effect 
that it might have just because of how you're going to be treated. Um, and that that alone will make you just feel like, you know what, I'm just going to keep my hair short just because I don't want, it, I don't want any trouble. Or this will help me. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And that's that's not fair. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, because, you're kind of watering, watering yourself down to yeah. kind of fit in. Which yeah. is, yeah, like you said, it's damaging. Yeah, it's damaging. And a lot of, some people might say, you know what, like, uh, we might not be able to, like, other people, other races might not be able to really connect with that or understand, yeah, but Jam, you could just grow your hair out. We love it. But then you're, mm. you're getting that. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm. that's, not how, that's not how it should feel. Like, you shouldn't feel, oh, like, why why is he talking to me like this way? Because of my, my hair like this or whatever. But I do want to touch yeah. my hair. I don't want to touch your hair. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Oh, it's so bouncy. I don't, I don't, do you know what I mean? Like, just little things like that. And um, those are all kind of, like, subtle, like, hints of, like, it, like ignorance and and undertoning racism. That it's not, again, it's not, like, um, it's not malicious. It's, it's just an undertone of a lack of education or something, you know? Yeah, definitely. It's that sometimes it's that yeah that unconscious bias people might not have. They might see see a certain haircut and relate it to maybe something they've seen on the TV. I know Chris Chris actually mentioned it. Um, how the influence of music and and European TV, American TV, kind of affect kind of affects people's unconscious bias. They they might see the way a black man dresses on the TV. Or through yeah. a music video, and kind of think that is the that, that's that's the way every black man dresses, or that's the same personality every black man carries. So it's that that bias that definitely needs changing. But it's just an educational piece, and like as we expand and move to different cultures and move into different work different workplaces, we'll be able to educate and more people will be able to see what we're really like, and we'll just be able to connect with more people that we've never been able to connect with us before. Man, well put, man. Well put. Did you have your um your last? I guess your last uh company. Yeah. So my my last one was actually from TikTok, and I've seen them. They've 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 done a lot around this. It was um their This Is Black campaign, which has been like their their main social activation for the month, and they've had a billboard campaign across um. I think it might be across London, and it was just to like highlight Black culture through education, food, entertainment, and and music really, just to kind of celebrate the the people, the creators they have on TikTok that have kind of got TikTok to where it is, and giving TikTok that energy and that buzz that that they've they've recognised has come from Black culture, which is great to see. They've given back and they've given back wow in terms of putting a lot of their Black creators on on a pedestal for the month and kind of highlighting the ones that have kind of excelled and for example there's a guy I follow called Grub Kitchen on Instagram who has got a massive following on TikTok and they've they've done a massive push with him and they've done like TikTok lives um TikTok small video campaigns throughout the month just to kind of give his his platform that like, push it needs because sometimes like I know I know a lot of black people say this and, and some people take it the wrong way but we kind of have a, a we, we start off a step back when it comes to like progression and, and trying to build build brands and build build that community. So to be able to have that push and that leverage from a brand like TikTok can can help massively. So yeah, it's great to see great to see them support black culture in that way and like use their platform to kind of elevate the the talent they have on, on there. Yeah, nice big move man. Big move like big shout out to um the TikTok for that. Cause I even I thought I <laughs> You know what? This is kind of like a little bit astray, but it's um I saw like a, a article piece about uh, Facebook whistleblowers, and there was one thing they mentioned on there where it was about race. It was that uh, I think the algorithm is there's I don't say it's specifically designed, but it's it has been set up to kind of show less, I guess ethnic minority content to white people so white people mainly will see content from white content creators 
as opposed mm-hmm. to black uh, content creators, which is a bit mad. Like when you hear that, because mm-hmm. you feel like, you know what, we should all be on the same level field. It's just based on like engagement. But when the algorithm is already set up there, again, whether this is true or not, I don't know. But you know that like um, black culture is very, let's say addictive, cool. I feel like a lot of things kind of get started, whether it's like dances, music, a lot of these TikTok trends, like a lot of them, you know, come from like, even just hip hop alone, right? With that being black orientated. Um, and then, you know, every other culture will jump on it. Do you know what I mean? And then mm-hmm. if like the, the the culture that benefits from that the most is just white people, that's mad. <laughs> do, do you know what I mean? As opposed to like the originators of the art. But again, that happens in a lot of things and that's probably another topic um, that we could discuss another day. But, um, but just the fact that you know what you mentioned about TikTok and they're putting their black content creators kind of on a pedestal for the month um just to highlight you know their their talents i think that's a yeah it's really good really powerful and um Definitely. it's amazing man it's good it's good stuff i guess uh on to my final one um my final one is barclays so barclays being a bank i don't know if they're world round if they're world uh world renowned but um yeah Barclays bank over here in the UK uh or in Europe anyway and um they did a a piece I actually I don't know I might have sent it to you actually but they did a piece on Ian Wright and um that's what kind of made me aware of some of their black history activity and mm-hmm. I thought it was amazing so they got uh, Ian Wright and his son Sean Wright Phillips. Obviously, they're both professional footballers in the Premier League. Um, Ian Wright playing for Eng- uh, playing for England as well as Arsenal, and Sean Wright Phillips, who played for Manchester City, played for Chelsea, and he played for um, England as well. Um, that being his, his, his most notable teams, and they were both in the car heading to watch Sean Wright Phillips' son play football. He plays uh, for Stoke. Yeah, I, I did see this. Yeah, that, that yeah. was a nice video. That was a, yeah, it's a real nice clip to see. It was it was so nice to see. It was just amazing. It was mm. so good. Like, and they went to go watch. Um, so Ian might be in the granddad in the situation, and Sean Wright Phillips being the dad, both going to see the son and the gra- and the the grandson um, training uh, for Stoke, and then afterwards they have like a conversation about like football, you know, between each of their times, you know, like Ian Wright talking about, you know, when what he was doing when he was playing football and his mindset and then Sean Wright Phillips talking about how it has slightly evolved and, you know, his dad watching him and his dad being more excited than he was when he got into the England squad and things like that mm. and then having the young one who's not even a professional footballer just yet, he's playing like under-21s and he's trying to... um you know, trying to follow in the footsteps of his dad and his granddad, which is almost a lot, such a lot, is that a big pressure on him, isn't it? Yeah, but, man. <laughs> but it was good to see, like, it was just, you know, three generations of black footballers, uh, and it, them, like, Ian Wright must feel so proud that, you know, his grandson's at a football club in the, you know, in the, like, the top two divisions of the, of the country or whatever, and, um, you know, he's really trying to make it. And they're talking about the different styles where they play football and, you know, uh, Ian Wright's grandson does, like, backflips and stuff when he scores a goal. And, you know, Ian Wright being, obviously, the granddad, like, why would you do that? You're going to break your neck. <laughs> do, that. do you know what I mean? It's just typical. Yeah, isn't it? yeah. But it was just, again, it was just a, a, a positive, successful story that could be celebrated. And I thought that was, again, it brings the perception of uh, a black family is now different, you know? It's not mm-hmm. just, you know, something negative. It's now put them in a positive light. And I, I hope that continues throughout, you know. Um, like if more businesses and more people in the media could do that, you just know there would be more harmony um, towards us as a race, you know? And I think that's mm-hmm. that's kind of what we want. But not only did they drop that video, they also dropped a... Um, they did like an article piece where they they spoke to their employees. Um, I think they did like a handful of employees. I think it was about 20. And 
they just are they interviewed them and they asked them to say what 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 one word represents Black History Month for you. And um it was very interesting. Like loads of different words were coming out um around, you know, Black History Month. Uh for them it was like celebration or beauty or power and just, you know, different things like that. And um it was good to see like all the different black people that they had in all these different positions. Um, you know, senior positions and uh, it just kind of showed how diverse, just from just black people, it just showed how diverse their organization is. And um, yeah, I like that. Company. I like that. That's big such a simple thing to do. <laughs> yeah. And it's, and it's, and it's powerful. Mm, like you said, it's, it shows how diverse they are without kind of doing a big song and dance about it. Like it's just simple, one word, what it means to each of the staff members, and you get to see. How represented they are within within the business. No, I like that. I actually do like that. Yeah, it is. I like it that is. Yeah, it's massive. And again, these are different things that people can use. You know, like this is and a lot of people is like Black Black History Month to me means power. And he got like pictures of them as well of each of the staff members. And he did like a whole like shoot. It's like representation, <coughs> empowerment. I think I said that already. Legacy, challenging. I, you know, these are all, this is what Black History Month means to them. And um, again, it just highlights how important it is amongst the, amongst Black people, amongst the Black, you know, diaspora. So, mm. no, it's good to see, man. It's good to see. I think this has been a, an amazing podcast episode, to be honest. And hopefully it helps others kind of engage in, with Black history as opposed to just, oh, we're just going to be talking about slavery and, Maybe exactly dead idols as well. I think that's another thing that um again it's like trauma. It's like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, Malcolm X was amazing, but that was of that time and he died. Martin Martin Luther King, he was part of that time and he's that and he like assassinated. So it's like even if you wanted to make change, you might feel like, you know what, my life might, you know, they might take my life. So <laughs> that's not what you want, you know, you don't want um, you don't want that feeling. So you want today's day and age heroes, you know? That doesn't nullify Malcolm X. It doesn't nullify uh, Martin Luther King. But there are, you know, there are other activists that we have today that also can be celebrated and other people in higher, posi- in higher positions that are also trying to make a change um, for, for their people for the better. And... Uh, obviously, Malcolm X had such a big change on the world, and so did Martin Luther King, one hundred percent. And we're still waiting to see kind of like the next ones who are going to do just that. You know, you have mm-hmm. Louis Fer- um, Farrakhan from um, uh, from like the US, I'll say, um, who's like from like the the Muslims over there, like the Black Muslims over in the US. And, you know, he he's done a lot as well. Um, and we just want to see our heroes stay alive. And that's the main thing mm-hmm. um, that needs to be said. I think, yeah, also seeing, like I know you mentioned about having those icons that have kind of paved the way, but we're starting to see that in a, in a different light now with through success now and through, through, through be, people being in positions of power, like with the likes of Jay-Z, Rihanna, Kanye West, like off the top of my head, that have gone and become like billionaires, which is, which for me was unheard of. Black billionaires growing up, I didn't, I didn't know that was a thing. So yeah, to see that now, it kind of makes possible. <laughs> yeah, to see that now, man, it's just it's it's great to see, and it kind of it makes it it makes it more achievable. Like it makes you it makes you want to aspire for more because before we'd like. We might have thought like we might have had a ceiling, we might have had a limit to what we can achieve. But yeah, these guys have gone out and done it within a 20-year career, which is like insane. So now again, there's so many positive stories to tell. And yeah, we just got to keep it, keep that momentum going because we're, we're, we're making progress. Like Some people might not think it with what they see on the news, but progress is definitely being made and it's kind of just keeping that momentum going because that like the change is coming and that change will come. One hundred percent, one hundred percent, man. Well put, well put. I think that was a 
think that's us, you know. I think that we've had such a great conversation here. Thank you to everyone who's um, who's engaged with the podcast today. Um, yeah, man, we're going to hear from more of you as well. So every Wednesday, 8 p.m., between 8 p.m. and 8.30, family depending. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we, will, we will definitely be here, man. And um, we want to hear more of your, your questions and just, in you know, diving into the conversation with us as we try to uncover some of the things that we see from a marketing perspective. And uh, I, I know we're very much a, a, a social media focused podcast, but social media is also social aspects of the world as well. And this is one of them. And that's why we had to kind of bring this to the light. Um, with us being black content creators as well, um, we celebrate Black History Month and it was only right for us to dedicate an episode to all of you guys um, in celebration of our history uh, and who we are. Uh, we're not afraid to celebrate us and, you know, we're very proud of being Black and we don't want it any other way. Um, so I think that we just want to make sure that's known for sure. I don't know, Jam, if you want to add anything more to that, but yeah, man, it's been... It's, nah, been yeah, it's well put, well put. Yeah, all right, good stuff, mm. good stuff. All right, guys, uh, you can tune in to this episode uh, on YouTube, Spotify, rss.com, Apple Music, all listening platforms, I just want to say that. Um, and until the next time, we are out. Bye.